Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening. The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. boots. When it comes to choosing ground covers for Australian gardens, the options are endless. So today, Keith and I decided that we'd narrow the list down and talk about our top 10 flowering ground covers, his and mine. Apart from the colour and fragrance that ground covers can provide throughout the garden, they also have a number of practical benefits. They can suppress weeds, act as a mulch to stop bare soil from drying out, and even stop sloping beds from moving. Whatever the style and conditions of your garden, there is a ground cover to suit. Generally hardy in nature, they are quite easy to grow and require little maintenance. So let's find one to suit you. Now, I think we're going to probably double up on some of these. So let's go, Keith. What is your number one flowering ground cover? Okay, my number one is what is called a PBR line, which means that it it is a licensed plant that someone has created. And then whoever happens to recreate that particular plant, they've got to pay a licensing licensing fee for that. That's a bit complicated. Well, I know it is. but (laughs) What is this plant? Well, what it means is then rather than just being able to source it from one particular grower you can actually get it from lots and lots of different growers so it opens up the marketplace but my number one is a geranium and it is called roseanne of course it's got bright violet blue single petal flowers with a white center and it flowers for months and months and months it 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 will grow in in a, a shaded condition and where i've got it growing is where it gets very like nearly no sun at all, and then uh, it, when it does get the sun in, in the summertime, it's scorching heat in, in the on, in the western sort of um, you know sun area. So it yep. really is a, a very very tough, very forgiving plant, but just absolutely gorgeous. Very pretty. You're right. Yeah. It is very pretty. Of course, you've introduced me to that one, and it is absolutely fantastic. All right. Well, I had to have a, a bit of a, well. Obviously, when I was thinking about this, I had to wander around the garden while thinking about what my favourites are. And something I found a lot of was the lamb's ear, or Stachys Stachys Byzantina is its botanical name. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I have so many of this ground cover is because, one, I love the silvery grey colour against the darker greens of so many other plants in our garden. Two, I love that velvety touch of the foliage, the little lamb's ears, the little soft ears. And I love that it is so hardy. It grows well in both sun and shady positions, Mm -hmm. again, like the Roseanne, and it is so easy to propagate. You can just dig up a handful and replant it wherever there's a spot. And in summer, they produce spikes of pink to purple flowers, which is an added bonus. Yeah, and on, on long, long stems, yes. which, is, which comes nicely above the, the, the dwarf the ground. Com- compact foliage on the bottom, which is terrific. Correct. So that was a great choice. Thank you. Yeah, great choice. Thank you so much. Yours, next. Right, number two for me is another geranium. Oh. And this one's called Sea Spray. Oh. And it has pale pink single um, petaled foliage, but it's got a superb bronze green foliage and it's a carpet forming variety. Ooh. And it'll get to about 15 centimetres high by about 30 centimetres wide. So it's a beautiful, soft, um, pinky colour, and I just love it. It sounds very pretty mm. too. Okay, my number two is a plant that you introduced me to last year, and that is Ajuga reptans purpurea. Great shade loving plant. Yes, commonly known as bugleweed, is that right? That's right, yeah. 
Um, it's more, as you said, more of a shade-loving ground cover, but it's actually growing very well in our garden in an indirect sun position. And the dark green-purple foliage is contrasting rather beautifully with the lamb's ears right next door. And underneath, uh, I think we've got... I think it's sitting underneath lavenders and salvias. It looks mm. very pretty. It, it bears blue, pink or white flowers in spring yeah. and in summer. Beautiful. And there's quite a lot of forms of that particular one. If you, you, know, if you want a different foliage form, um, you can get some that are now into the deep, deep burgundy-coloured foliages with little pink mm. flowers on top of those. Mm. But there, a great choice too. Well done. Thank you, Keith. Thank you for your advice on that one. Your turn. All right, number three for me is Myoporum parvifolium. And yep. this is um, a hardy Australian native weed-smothering plant. It's commonly called the creeping boobiella. Uh-huh. It's got white spring, um, summer and spring flowering um, flowers. Yep. It's a great lawn alternative. It's tolerant of light frosts. It's great for erosion control, so if you've got it over a bank... It's tolerant of an alkaline soil too, which is rather important. It will tolerate full sun or light shade. It gets to about 20 centimetres high by about one and a half metres wide. So it's a good good um, ground covering plant that's really economical. And it is also another um, pink, pink and a purple flowering variety of that as well. So that's been you know created just to suit just about any sort of condition. Sounds like a tough So what do you got? What have I got next? I have got another, uh, well, it's obviously a ground cover that is repeated over and over again in our garden. I think because it's so hardy and easy again to propagate, and that is the seaside daisy, which is also called Erigeron carvinskianus. I'm reading this, so I hope that's right. (laughs) Dead right. Thank you. I've always had a soft spot for a daisy, and this ground cover is so pretty with little pink and white flowers through most of the year. It it grows absolutely madly, um, and but it's you know it's easy to to contain and pull Mm -hmm. out. Um, It grows well in both sun and part shade. You probably get more flowers over it in the sun. And it's frost and drought tolerant once it has become established. And it's great for bordering a pathway or Mm. an edging. Mm. It really is just a beautiful, soft soft border. Flowing plant. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Your turn. All right, so my number four Mm. is another Australian native, and this is a grevillea, and it's called Royal Mantle. Uh, and it has um, large, bright red toothbrush-type flowers wow. that come on it that can get up to about 75 millimetres long, so it's a real big um, flower on it. Yep. It flowers in winter and spring in full sun, and it's also great for weed suppressing and for erosion control. Um, and it's got a beautiful leaf to it. You know, it's not a, not a fine leaf. It's a great big leaf on this, and it's, it's just incredible. Um, and once again, it's... One plant that will cover a big area. Fantastic. Uh, it'll get to about um, half, half a metre high if you let it, but it'll cover up to six metres. Wow. So it's a big covering plant, but just a great hardy plant. Mm. So, Grevillea Royal Mantle. Fantastic. And I think obviously we're, we're making it well known that ground covers are great because for one of the reasons they're great is because they suppress weeds, weeds and they yeah. cover an area that's sitting there blank with probably weeds in it, mm. um, which you can have a pretty ground cover in as an alternative, much better alternative. Okay, number four for me is the native violet, 
also called Viola hederacea. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried it in our garden because it really needs a space of its own in a shady spot, which we don't really have. But I think it would look so pretty with its tiny mauve and white flowers dotting up around pavers down the darker side of the house mm-hmm. if we were staying here, but we're not. Um, it's a spreader, but I gather that it can be, again, easily controlled and grows in most climates. It does, and it's a really tough plant. I've, yeah. I've got it at home at my garden, in various parts of the garden. It's, um, it can get rather weedy, so it will spread, mm. but it's, it's easy to control because you can just pull it out. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's got a creeping rhizome flowering mm. system to it. But once again, incredibly tough and hardy. And the and cutest little flowers. Beautiful little flowers, yeah. absolutely. Okay, your turn. Right, well, my number five was was probably your number two or number three, and that was the, the lamb's ear, so oh, we well. doubled up on that. Move on but that once one. again, it's a superb silver leaf ground cover, beautiful big bold foliage that just is a plant you just got to touch because it's just so beautiful. Soft. You know. <laughs> Okay, so then it's my turn, even though you've just doubled up. Yeah. Okay, another fantastic option for paver planting is creeping thyme. And I, a, a thymus serpillum, mm-hmm. is that right? Yes. If I pronounce that probably. But this one is a definite sun lover. Growing up to about five centimetres in thickness, it also makes a great lawn alternative. I haven't done that, but I've seen it in someone else's garden. It looks fantastic. Imagine lying, again, on a lawn of... Fragrant thyme. Beautiful. That would be heavenly. Um, Thyme produces either white or pink blooms from mid-spring through summer, creating a carpet of beautiful colour and attracts birds and butterflies. So there are so many benefits to that one. Beautiful. Yeah, your turn. Well, I'm going to also go into a herby one too for my my, uh, pick here, my number number six. six, So I'm going for Rose Moranis officinalis prostratus, which is the prostrate. Rosemary. Which is just fantastic. Yes. It's uh, otherwise known as the hanging rosemary, so you can actually have it cascade over a, over a wall or a bank or whatever, you know, whatever you've got there. Mm. It's incredibly um, drought and salt tolerant. It's got a beautiful fragrant uh, flower and fragrant foliage, you know, so it's yeah. great to, even for picking and having with your lamb dishes and Absolutely. so forth. So it's terrific and great. If, you know, when you brush up against it, you just get that wonderful smell from the rosemary coming out. It's just beautiful. i have to do that because yeah. we have it. Um, I've been trying to grow it as a border around our herb garden for quite a while and mm-hmm. it's going brilliantly. Yeah. So it is fantastic. Great plant. Yes. We'll try, we'll, you must give that a try, everyone. It is beautiful. Okay. Another lovely ground cover, which is often used as a lawn, or t- lawn alternative, is Pratia pen- pedunculata, mm-hmm. also known as blue or white star creeper. Now, depending on the colour of the pretty little star-shaped flower, obviously you're going to go for the blue or the white. The Pratia likes to be well watered but is happy growing in full sun or partial shade and will flower for most of the year, which is a huge mm-hmm. bonus, In mostly in warm areas, though, um, and through spring and summer in the temperate climates. Yep. No, that's a good choice. Have you used Pratia in any of your designs? I have, I'm, and I, I, I've actually had used it in uh, quite a lot of um, designs mm. for uh, you know, where we put, it, put ground covers in. So mm. it's a really lovely, forgiving little plant. Yeah. So I'm going to go for um, another plant called Convolvulus sabbatius. Um, and this is a vigorous uh, ground cover with, with cool blue petal flowers, single petal flowers. Yeah. And it works beautifully as a ground cover, or you can have it cascading down over, a, over an embankment. Yep. It's drought tolerant, it's a weed suppressor, and it's a long flower throughout the summer months. And it gets to about 10 centimetres high by about a metre wide. So it's a nice economical plant too. Mm. Mm-hmm. And just cascades with that beautiful soft grey foliage. 
Um, Which is lovely. Yeah, beautiful blue flower. It's a lovely contrast. Yeah, against the darker green. Mm. That's right. Okay, ground uh, cover number seven for me is another one that has been a great success in our garden. That one is Euphorbia mercenites. Mm-hmm. Am I pronouncing? You have to keep telling me if I'm yeah. pronouncing this properly. Mercenites is fine. Or myrtle spurge, <laughs> it's called. Yep. It's a succulent perennial with sprawling stems of blue-green leaves that hang in spirals and with beautiful clusters of star-shaped yellow-green flowers through spring and summer, which I just love. The, that, that I don't know how to pronounce You know, the, the yellowy, goldy yeah. green is so yep. lovely. The flower colour really is probably the thing that grabbed me, and if you love succulents, you will adore this ground cover. Yep. Spurge, they call spurge. it. Spurge. Myrtle spurge. Well, I'm going to go for something a bit succulent too for my uh, my number eight. Great. And it's a plant called Carpobrotus rossii. Mm, haven't heard of that um, Well, you, you will have seen it. It's otherwise known as pig face. Oh, yeah. You know, so yes, common yes, old yes. pig face. Yes. And this is another native um, perennial succulent, and it's more from the coastal areas. Mm. It has large, silky purple flowers that, that come in spring and in summer. And I've seen it used on steep, steep banks to just to cascade down over the banks, under gum trees, and in half shade. And it grows absolutely superb. It's drought and salt tolerant and somewhat frost resistant and will grow in sand, clay, loam, potting mix, or even poor soil. It's just Everywhere. an absolute ripper. Evergreen and spreading, and the juice of the leaves can be used to relieve insect bites. Oh. Yeah, so it's, it's got that... Um, that Soothing sort of effect, a little bit like like aloe, I guess. Mm. That same sort of thing, mm. um, and it gets to about um, probably about twenty centimeters high by up to two meters. So it's also very good, and it'll produce um, after the flowers. It'll produce a little um, edible bud, and it tastes somewhat like a like a, a fig. Oh wow! Yeah, so you can actually eat the eat the little edible buds that it creates after the flowers been been pollinated. So it's an absolute ripper. And is that growing on the nature strip down the road? Has someone it got is, it? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll have to go down there and have a chew. Oh, I don't know. That'd be crazy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to try these big tasting yeah. things. Okay, a beautiful native ground cover that I haven't tried yet is the fan flower, and that's botanically known as scavola. It's an evergreen plant with small mauve flowers that form a fan shape. Hence the mm-hmm. name. Um, it's, it is a partial shade plant that prefers well-drained soil and is easily controlled and shaped to suit the garden. Yeah, beautiful. you know that one. I use I use that a lot. In fact, um, a, a design that I just recently finished. Um, there was a, a section where he, they wanted to keep a, a petostrum, a variegated petostrum. So we lifted the branches up off the ground, and then underneath it, I used that scavola humilis oh. underneath that. So it has that beautiful purple. Yes. Um, pan flower. Yeah, yeah. Um, but grows beautifully in, in, in a shaded situation, even in full sun. Mm. A really, really good little plant. And that's okay. also an Australian native. It is. That's yeah. right. That's what I said. That's right. My number nine yes. is probably one of the most spectacular ground covers that you'll ever come across. Oh. It's also an Australian native. Um, the name has, they've kept the original name just to make it a bit, 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 bit different, I guess. Mm. Um, it's called Casuarina Glauca. And the variety is called Cousin It. Oh. <laughs> which is just, it's otherwise known as the Shag Pile She Oak. Of course. And it is just a real 
statement plant with these beautiful mounting habits, long trailing green foliage. It is as dense as you can get, so you won't get weeds ever coming up through it. Wow. Um, and it acts as a living, a living mulch, and it's great for soil erosion, um, retaining soil moisture. Best grown in full sun, but it will tolerate many types of soil types. It's low maintenance, and it's got a, a unique habit that you'll, once you've seen it, you will never forget it, and that's why it's called Cousin It. Lots of little... The old Adams family. That's right. Little, you know, relative they had there. Cousin It. Yep, that's what I'm, it looks like. I'm picturing <laughs> lots of little Cousin It's. Okay, that sounds like... We have to look at that yeah, one, don't we? It's worth a Google. Okay, my number nine top ground cover is Bacopa. Uh, it's botanically known as Sutera cordata. Mm-hmm. It's a tough, fast-growing plant with dark, heart-shaped leaves and pretty little pink or white blooms from summer to autumn. Mm-hmm. It thrives in both sun and shade and can be easily pruned to maintain shape. Yeah, that's a great choice yeah, too. That's a yeah. that's a well known one. I and I think that, that I don't know you haven't mentioned this one yet, but this is another one that I've introduced you to, so that might be your number ten. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm gonna go for Anthemus Susanna Mitchell. I haven't put Anthemus Susanna Mitchell in. I should have, but you've got it, so it's fine. You've got E. C. Buxton, haven't you? I know, yeah, I've got yes I have. Yeah. Well they're very, very similar. Yeah. Just as a bit of a change up in the in and the, they, in they, the in the flowers. That's it's all. fantastic. So it's, this is a Susanna Mitchell, Anthemus Susanna Mitchell. This is a, a British hybrid of a hardy, long and repeat summer into winter flowering. So I, mine, I, mine are still flowering now, mm. um, the Susanna Mitchell. And it just looks absolutely superb. So it's, it, it's like a big marguerite daisy. Yes. Um, and the flowers are an antique white, single petals with large yellow eyes. And a, the foliage is a silvery filigree. Um, that's fine and lacy, so I just love it. It's drought tolerant and will adapt, adapt to most soil conditions. And the beauty thing about this plant is you only need to buy one, stick it in the garden, and then the following year, when it's when it's uh, winter time, go and dig it up and divide it. It's and just sensational. Send it around the to, garden. Yeah, to be spread around the garden. Yep, really, fantastic. really economical. It gets to about 50 centimetres high by about 70, metres, 70, 70 centimetres wide. So 50 centimetres high by... 70 centimetres wide. Gotcha. Well done. Lucky number 10. The last ground cover on my list is the candy tuft plant, otherwise known as Iberus sempervirens. Yep. Or Iberus. Sempervirens. Sempervirens. It's another popular one in our garden with its dark green foliage throughout the year. But one of the major highlights is that it has brilliant white flowers with little dots of yellow that bloom in the middle of winter Mm. when almost everything else is lying dormant. Uh, The candy tuft prefers direct to indirect sun and well-drained soil, but is incredibly easy to maintain. Not a problem with that one at all. Well, we only crossed over on on about one of those. I know, we did quite well. So we have provided all uh, 19 (laughs) 19 different beautiful ground covers. So there you have a very, very large choice of flowering ground covers to choose from for any and every area of the garden. We hope this information is going to help you fill any of those spaces that have been lying empty, gathering weeds while you work out what to plant. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.